Eroticism is important. It influences and energizes our entire human experience. Eroticism isn't sex. It's sexuality transformed by our imaginations. We encourage lurid listeners to cultivate eroticism, to play with it, smack it, and rub it down. We want you to enjoy yourselves, your partners, and your sexuality. You are entitled to your sexual self. This show is for adults only and contains erotic stories that sometimes feature provocative characters and intense themes and situations, spanning many literary genres, including action-adventure, science fiction, romance, horror, fantasy, and paranormal. Please listen responsibly. listeners, welcome back to the Kiss Me Quicks Erotica Podcast. This is your host, Rose Carraway. And joining me in the studio in his sultry, sexy self is Big Daddy Dave Carraway. Say, hey, Big Daddy. I'm Batman. <laughs> no, Big Daddy. Big Daddy. <laughs> With the I'm big Mufasa. ego. <laughs> You're Mufasa. Ooh, say it again. Ooh, Mufasa. <laughs> Well, lurid listeners, it is still cuck week and it is day four. Oh my God, what a freaking whirlwind. There's still more interviews to come. Uh, I just did one with Dating Kinky and that's soon to be released. Maybe today. I'm not sure. I'll have to I'll have to check on that. Um, but we do have our schedule of events available to you in our show notes. Plus, there's a list of all of our wonderful Cuck Week contributors and links to all of the podcast um, events and all of the blog events and all of the interviews that have happened over at Stupid Fish Productions. All you have to do is go to stupidfish.com and search Cuck Week. Today, on day four, we've got a whole bunch of events happening, uh, starting with Cuckold Storytime with Nookie and Ryan of Dating Kinky. It is a live event hosted on the Moan app, which is, if you can remember, only available on iPhone. Check the schedule for your time zones. This is the last one. You better get on it. Yeah. And then there's the FLR, female-led relationships. Now that makes me (laughs) kind of juicy. With Keys and Anklets. This is another live event hosted on Twitter Spaces. So make sure that you're following at Keys and Anklets so that you can listen in and, you know, maybe ask some questions while it's going on. We've also got Cuck Love for Cuck Week. It's a live event with Venus Cuckoldress, hosted on the Moan app. We will also include a link uh, if you iPhone users haven't downloaded the the Moan app yet. uh, We'll include a link there. Uh, It's just themoanapp.com. I think it's pretty easy, but we'll we'll put it in there for for ease for you. And then lastly, plan ahead, Lurid listeners. I will be hosting a Cuck Week final wrap-up Q&A session on Twitter spaces at 
Cuck Week. There, the public will get to ask my panel of cucks, cuckoldresses, mistresses, and bulls questions about the cuckold lifestyle. Please, please, please prepare your questions ahead of time. I like to run a tight ship as much as possible. Um, I will open the DMs for at Cuck Week on Twitter so that you can message your questions there if you'd prefer not to speak during the event. Follow Cuck Week on Twitter at Cuck Week. That is the hub for all of the links to the events, interviews, and blog posts as they happen. Don't forget, we're also still running audiobook giveaways for insatiable wives, women who stray, and the men who love them. It is a first-come, first-served basis. The first five people per day who tweet to us at the KMQ, I Heart Insatiable Wives, will win a free Insatiable Wives audiobook. Please, no DMs. They will not count. You must tag us so that that tweet shows up on our timeline. All right, well, that's all of the upfront live event news of what's going on today, January 28th. Well, I think we have an interview snippet that we wanted to share with our lurid listeners, don't we, Big Daddy? We certainly do. <laughs> um, and I I think what we did is we we asked Dr. Lay about, you know, the word cuckold and, and, and what's in, you know, like if you think or you hear the word cuckold, you know, usually someone's being called a cuckold and not in a very nice way. But there's a lot of people who play with being a cuckold and... You know, you still, there's a lot of people who can't go out into the real world and say, yeah, I'm openly a cuckold because what surrounds that word is tremendous shame. And I think statistically speaking, uh, the very people that you think are going around calling people a cuckold Mm. are exactly the people who are going around playing Mm -hmm. the cuckold uh, in their private time. So, which I think is, uh, is obvious, but also still entertaining. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of fun. Well, anyway, we talked to Dr. Lay, and here's what he had to say about shame. Reed Mahalko kind of said something similar. He mm-hmm. said, you know, now he's at the point that if he feels shame about something, it gives him, you know, a direction to actually pursue some sexual kind of exploration to to roll around in that. Ultimately, though, I think that society uses sexual shame as a way to try and control behavior. But what we know now really clearly is that shame actually makes behavior change more difficult because it leads to people not really being conscious or owning desires or feelings or thoughts. And it leads to people, you know, trying to suppress them or not think about them, which actually can oftentimes make them more powerful and more difficult to control. Increasing people's acceptance of their sexual selves and their erotic expression and needs is, it really does make the world and lives a better place. He's such a good talker, isn't he? Like, man, he's so succinct and everything. You could tell he's 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 done this before. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so I love it. He's so easy to talk to and and understand. And uh, he put a lot of thought into this. Yeah, he he is one of my favorite sexuality allies, and and we're so lucky to uh, have gotten to talk to him about this. Um, so let's move on to our Insatiable Wives audiobook snippet. 
we've taken a little excerpt from Chapter 1, Birds and Horns. In Much Ado About Nothing, Act 1, Scene 1, Line 252, Benedict describes his fear and revulsion of cuckoldry, saying, The savage bull may, but if ever the sensible Benedict bear it, pluck off the bull's horns and set them in my forehead. According to some folklorists, this metaphor relates to the belief that a cuckolded man had horns on his head that were invisible to him, but seen by everyone else as a badge of his public shame and insufficiency in his marriage. This idea of invisibility seems to emerge from the idea that when a woman is cheating on her husband, he is usually the last person in the community to know as everyone is whispering around him and his friends are drawing straws over which one will be the one to tell him. Males through history who are cuckolded have experienced social humiliation, the derision, and ostensibly the shame that comes with that social experience. The implicit social assumption is that a real man is expected to be able to either satisfy his wife such that she has no need of other men, or that he can exert such fear and control over her that she would never allow or pursue sex outside their marriage. Sometimes, stories of cuckolded husbands appear to have been fabricated by other men in order to bring down powerful men in government and society. English taverns were full of men who boasted of sex with the wives of judges and government officials, making powerful men appear not powerful enough to either satisfy or control their wives. Many cultures and languages have terms to describe the unfortunate male who unknowingly raises the child of another man. In English, the word is cuckold, ostensibly derived from the cuckoo, and it's guku ka. In Chinese, it is dai el ma, which reportedly means wears a green hat. Few Chinese men wear green hats, as you can imagine. Indeed, foreigners are cautioned not to give a Chinese friend a gift of a green hat, as he may assume that you are offering him a quiet nudge that his wife or girlfriend has another lover. Cabron, in Spanish, labels a man as being like a goat who has given up his masculinity. Notably, the term cabron is often applied to men who know about their wives' infidelity and lack the manhood, or the cajones, one supposes, to do anything about it. Whittle is a similar term from Middle English, describing the cuckold that is aware of his wife's infidelity and does nothing. The word is supposedly derived from the term witting cuckold, as in a knowing cuckold. UrbanDictionary.com defines whittle similarly and exemplifies the meaning with the following use in a sentence. When his wife told him she had just made love to his best friend, her husband, being a whittle, wished her happiness and his wife displayed appropriate affectionate contempt for her husband. In current usage among the cuckold and hot wife communities, however, the term cuckold is used to describe the man that knows about his wife's extramarital sexual encounters and, indeed, celebrates them. In Brazil, researcher Claudia Fonseca found that the assumption that Latin American male machismo would create dramatic fear and anger towards cuckoldry was largely untrue. In Brazilian culture, the archetypes of women are often divided into only two images, Santa, the good mother and wife, or the Piranha, the promiscuous, sexually voracious woman. 5. 
But in the working-class neighborhoods she investigated, Fonseca found that another term was often applied to women, particularly women who got away with adultery. They were called malandra, or wily women. These women were able to establish their husbands in the role of a corno manso, or a compliant cuckold. Sometimes, men were punished publicly and informally for their wives' cuckoldry of them, and were made to ride skimmington. This tradition began as a means to ridicule men who allowed their wives to beat them, often with a ladle called a skimmington. The town would have a parade, placing the man backward on a horse while women beat him with a giant, fake skimmington, and other townsfolk blew horns and beat frying pans. When the man who rode skimmington was a cuckold, bull's horns were added to the melee and sometimes even tied to the cuckold's forehead. <sighs> Damn. Yeah. It's rough. Yeah. Yeah, it is. That was, by the way, chapter one, one of my favorite chapters to narrate. Just it was so packed with fascinating information. Um, I I loved uh, every second of narrating that part. Uh, You know, it was just, gosh, it's a weird trip to go back and to think, you know, there were parades where, you know, you'd get, you'd have to get beat with a freaking ladle. (laughs) Jeez, (laughs) that's intense, man. You know, Um, you know, it's interesting how in the cuckold lifestyle, um, you know, I'm learning, we're both learning the vocabulary, but when it comes to shame, you know, it's been described by some cucks out there. They don't feel shame. They feel powerful. They feel Mm -hmm. very masculine in giving this wonderful gift to their wife. You know, they're not, there's no humiliation play happening. Um, But then, you know, the opposite of that is there are men who really love that comparison to, you know, the more powerful lover that he's giving to his wife and and that demeaning play with it with language at him, you know, together, whether maybe it's just the wife doing it or or the bull, perhaps. Uh, it's such a fascinating dynamic, um, you know, and I. I think there's a lot of assumptions out there in the world where people just assume if you are living the cuckold lifestyle, you like to be humiliated and that is it. Mm-hmm. And it's just not the case. Right. I think it's, well, I, I think a lot of the uh, folks at Cuck Week have been trying to make the case of there is a huge spectrum of people mm-hmm. involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, some go real deep into the shame category, some don't. Um mm-hmm. You know, you got to let a place for all of them. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Don't yuck the yum. Exactly. Let them play it the way they want to play it. Yeah, that's that's wonderful. Oh, and, and I'm would, so happy to be a part of that. You know, helping to do help people understand that. I think even those that play in that humiliation space, mm-hmm. uh, real hard, they too feel a certain sense of pride mm-hmm. and you know confidence. I can give my wife the most pleasure than any other man could ever give. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's not like living 24-7, you know, being humiliated. It's just during whenever maybe playtime is happening mm-hmm. that you're you're actually playing the cuckold role. Um, you know, you don't have to live it exactly. constantly. So it's been so fun to listen to all these cucks and, and mistresses and cuckoldresses explain 
explain the different ways that they live this lifestyle. I'm, you know, I'm smiling right now. It's so fun. It's really neat and I love it. And ah, it truly is. It's awesome. So what do you say we get to our Cuck Week KMQ story? Oh, this is a good one. I'm ready for it. It plays with a little bit of humiliation. It's titled Humiliating Hayden. Written by Dylan McEwen and narrated by Emma Parry. Humiliating Hayden by Dylan McEwen. Ross and Lauren. Ross grunted and groaned as he thrust himself rhythmically in and out of Lauren's coral pink cunt his balls slapping loudly against her arse. His wife moaned, curled her toes and tightly grasped the wine-red bedsheet beneath her. Their salacious cries of ecstasy mingled with those coming from the television on the wall. God, I wish I was banging her twat instead of yours! Ross growled out crudely, his voice hoarse with arousal. He grasped her strawberry-blonde hair and roughly pulled her head up so she was forced to look straight at the screen. A curvaceous blonde with huge tits that definitely owed more to surgery than to nature was getting a good pounding from two muscle-bound, well-hung hunks. I'm going to be thinking about spurting into her cunts, not yours, when I drain my balls. Lauren let out a throaty, garbled cry and gripped the bedding tighter. She thrust her ass back toward Ross. He grasped her hips and picked up his rhythm, pounding harder and faster his breathing erratic and his heart racing. He moved one hand from her hip to her right breast, squeezed it tightly and tugged at the nipple. Your tits are so bloody small, way too tiny to titfuck, he rasped. And your cunt's too loose. It's like sticking my dick in a jar of warm jello. Other women's cunts suck my dick in and grip it tightly. I'm sorry, master, Lauren gasped out between moans. Fuck yes, fuck Savannah! Ross suddenly roared the name of the porn star in the video as he pumped his thick, sticky cream into his wife. Lauren let out a loud, inarticulate cry of pleasure as her own orgasm hit. Ross pulled out of the soaked pussy, tangled a hand into Lauren's shoulder-length hair and guided her head toward his groin. Clean me, he demanded. She licked along the length of his cock, swirled her tongue around the tip, then sucked him in and cleaned him thoroughly. After a couple of minutes, he pushed her away and flopped down on the bed, panting. You may remove the collar and speak freely now. Ross told her, his chest still heaving slightly as he came down from the carnal high he'd experienced. Thank you, master. She took off the broad, studded leather collar and dropped it onto the bed. She curled up close to him, kissed his shoulder and draped an arm over him. I love it when you talk that way and treat me like that. I know you do. I love you. I know you do. Lauren kissed his shoulder again and then snuggled closer pressing her warm body against his. Ross, do you fantasise about screwing other women in real life? Do you ever think about it, you know, outside our playtime, when we're not having sex? 
Ross rolled onto his side to look at her. I think every guy occasionally sees some woman and thinks, wow, I'd love to bang that, he replied. But you don't have to worry. I'd never cheat on you. I know. I trust you, she whispered, fiddling with his dark chest hair as she spoke. It's just, well, I wouldn't mind. If it was just a fuck, nothing more than casual hook-up sex, then I genuinely wouldn't mind. A small frown creased the man's handsome features as he looked intently at his wife of two years. God, you're serious. He studied her face. I am. It would just be taking our sex play one step further, Lauren replied. Don't get me wrong. If you had an actual affair, then I'd take a pair of scissors to your favourite suit, rip up your Judge Dredd magazines and kick you out onto the street. I know you're not that sort, though. I believe you when you say you'd never cheat. She paused, smiled at him, rubbed her foot against his leg and then continued. If you didn't keep it from me and were completely open about it, I wouldn't mind if you screwed a different woman each week. You could come home and tell me all about it. Torture me with the details and use it to humiliate and belittle me the way you do with porn. So, what are your thoughts on it? Ross said nothing for a few moments, stroking her hair as he pondered his next words. Lauren waited for his response. It was clear to him that she'd thought this through. There would have to be rules. Of course, she replied. I wouldn't want you to fuck the same woman too many times. I'd want that to be a rule. Safe sex only, obviously. We'd talk through all this stuff. We can make a new slave contract and incorporate the rules into that. Are you saying yes? To be totally honest with you, I have thought about it a lot. I'd never have suggested it, though, he admitted. You know what I've always fancied? Being a bull, putting myself out there as a stud to service women who are cuckolding their husbands. I find the whole idea a huge turn-on. I guess it's my wicked streak, the sadist in me. I love the idea of screwing some woman in front of her husband and lording it over him, then coming home and bragging to you about it. So yeah, I'm saying yes. Hayden and Fiona. Fuck, that was bloody amazing, Fiona declared, as she panted out the last waves of her orgasm. What you can do with a tongue, wow! There should be some sort of sex Olympics with a cunilingus category. You'd win gold every time. Glad to be of service, Hayden said. You certainly seem to be enjoying yourself. He sighed and then kissed her, his lips just brushing hers. I think it's unfair for you that we haven't the option of actual intercourse. You shouldn't have to live like a nun for the rest of your life. Hey, I'm pretty sure nuns don't have freaking fantastic orgasms like that, Fiona retorted, rolling onto her side and playing with her husband's soft blonde chest hair. I'd willingly bear a year's wages that no nun had a fist up her cunt or a vibrator in her arse tonight. Hayden chuckled. You were certainly vocal. I bet the neighbours could hear you, he replied, curling a long strand of her reddish hair around his finger. But I honestly don't think you should be expected to go without actual intercourse forever. 
Lesbians manage, Fiona replied, shrugging. They go a whole lifetime without a real cock thrust up their pussies. Men overestimate the need for penetration anyway. You've proven that again and again, just how much satisfaction a woman can have without a real dick to ride. I've got no complaints about our sex life. Well, first, you're not a lesbian. You love cock, he pointed out. And second, I do have a complaint about our sex life. Fiona pulled away from her husband and sat bolt upright. She glared at him. What the hell do you mean, a complaint about our sex life? She demanded. Hayden pulled her back down and wrapped his arms around her. There's no need to get defensive, love. I'm sorry, I worded that badly, he told her. The thing is, it's been three years since the accident. Therapy ended 18 months ago. We've picked up the pieces of our lives and put them back together, but I think it's time to pick up where we left off sexually too. I just assumed that you wouldn't want to go back to the swinging scene, Fiona admitted, relaxing again now that she understood where Hayden was going with the conversation. I'm the same person. My favourite colour is still dark green. My favourite food is still sushi. My favourite kink is still seeing you ridden hard by another man, listening to you moan like a whore whilst he crows about his ability to satisfy you more than I can. And now the slurs would be even more humiliating because they'd be true. I'm not being maudlin. I'm serious. I can't get an erection. I can't come. I've no feeling below the hips at all. I can't satisfy you in the usual way. So let's find some dominant stud who'll give you a good pounding and treat me like dirt. Then I'll know we've really got our lives back together. Meeting the Bull Fiona sipped the classic red Barbara wine that had a silky texture and an undertone of black cherry, her dark seeing eyes appreciatively roaming the man sitting opposite her with open, unabashed appraisal. He's a very handsome man, she thought, better looking in person than his profile picture on the swingers' website indicated. She was used to a lot of men posting out-of-date photographs of their much younger selves, or even pictures obviously edited to flatter. But Ross Barrington was genuinely attractive and an alpha male. I love your voice, by the way. You've a really sexy twang, Fiona told him. What part of America are you from? Ross chuckled. Thanks. I'm from Kentucky, but I moved to New York in my teens, and I've been in the UK a good few years. I'll probably have a really weird hybrid accent by now. Fiona smiled and took another sip of her wine. So you're comfortable with the situation? She asked him. Most men just turn tail, so to speak, as soon as they hear the word paraplegic or wheelchair. It's as though even in this day and age, a disabled person isn't allowed to have any sex life, least of all a kinky one. Ross downed the last of his bourbon as he listened to Fiona. Yeah, I'm comfy with it, he assured her, stretching out his long limbs and folding his arms behind his head. He looked at her from across the small, round table. I mean, if Hayden hadn't already been submissive before the accident, I might have been hesitant. But this was part of your lifestyle before, so I'm good with it, he shrugged. The whole scenario? The whole kitten caboodle, Ross grinned. I'm hard right now just thinking about it. He took his cell phone from his jean pocket 
I'm going to text Lauren and tell her not to wait up. I didn't tell her I was meeting you tonight. She likes having it sprung on her out of the blue. Picked up the most gorgeous pair of jugs in the pub, so won't be back home tonight. How does that sound? Gorgeous jugs, huh? Fiona laughed. I'm flattered, I think. So will your wife be crying or frigging off when she reads that? Both, I reckon, Ross replied, putting his phone back in his pocket. I was really nervous about her reaction the first time. This was originally her idea. She gets off on it, bless her heart. Ross took a folded piece of paper from his pocket and handed it to Fiona. On the phone, we discussed barebacking. As promised, my certificate dated yesterday. Fiona took the proffered slip and reciprocated by passing her own clean bill of health from the local sexual health clinic. Fantastic! Your husband will be licking another man's spunk from your pussy, he told her, standing up and putting on his worn brown leather jacket. He held out his hand. Let's go dirty your sheets. While she drove home, Ross admired Fiona's long, shapely legs as he sat in the passenger seat of her red Audi. Fiona smiled, very much enjoying the attention. She glanced at the bulge in Ross's pants and grinned. Glad to see you're horny, she commented. Of course I am, babe, Ross replied, his eyes still lingering on the rise and fall of her chest. I can't wait to bury myself balls deep inside you while your husband helplessly watches. Fiona shuddered. Fuck, you're turning me on. They pulled up in the driveway of a detached suburban bungalow. Fiona hadn't warned Hayden that she was bringing someone home. She had simply said she would be working late, wanting him to be taken totally by surprise. She felt a frisson of delight thinking about that. Hayden was in the living room, sitting on the couch, watching TV in his bathrobe. His fair hair was damp. He'd obviously just showered. He looked up when Fiona and Ross came into the room. His expression was a mixture of surprise and pleasure, his eyes wide and sparkling. Fiona deliberately didn't acknowledge her husband. Instead, she focused all her attention on her companion. As soon as they were in the room, she wrapped her arms around Ross's neck and pressed her lips against his mouth. Ross put one hand beneath her short dress, caressing her rounded bottom through her silky pantyhose, and tangled his other hand into her hair. He plunged his tongue into her mouth, exploring, tasting, and possibly savouring the lingering spearmint from the fresh-breath gum she'd chewed in the car. His throbbing erection pressed firmly against her belly, straining its fabric prison. She moaned as they kissed, her nipples hardening under the thin blue satin of her dress. When the kiss broke, they were both panting. Ross turned her around, unzipped her dress and pushed it off her shoulders. It fell to the floor in a satiny pool. He reached around to fondle her large tits and showered her neck and collarbone with a rain of small kisses. She groaned as he brushed his thumbs over her nipples. He continued to play with her mounds with one hand as the other moved slowly down over her belly and beneath the waistband of her pantyhose to her triangle of tight auburn curls. He sought out her small erect bud and fingered it, causing her to squirm and sigh. Fiona glanced at Hayden to see his reaction. His expression was a melding of pain and pleasure. He'd explained to her many times before that he liked what he didn't like. He gained a sexual and psychological high from situations like this. They hurt him, yet he reveled in that hurt, the same way some people relish the pain caused by a whip or cane.
Ross suckled on Fiona's neck, leaving a blotchy red love bite she saw reflected in the mirror hanging on the wall. Fetch me a bottle of beer, babe, and meet me in the bedroom, Ross whispered. Fiona kicked off her navy stilettos, stepped out of the fabric puddle of her dress and headed for the kitchen to get a bottle of beer from the fridge, en route to the master bedroom. Ross Ross walked to Hayden, whose gaze had not wavered from the steamy scene playing out before him, and leaned down, whispering in his ear, You are going to do exactly what I tell you to do. His tone was calm and low, but purposefully intimidating. Hayden nodded but didn't speak. Ross tangled his fingers in Hayden's short, damp hair and yanked his head back, moving his face close to his. This is where you say, yes, sir. Yes, sir, of course, sir, Hayden responded at once, his voice thick. You like being treated like scuzz, don't you? Ross sneered, releasing his fist from Hayden's now messy hair. Yes, sir, Hayden replied. He had flinched at the disdainful jeer, but now he smiled. Ross's cock throbbed. He got a zing out of taunting men this way and observing their pleasure-pain responses. Take off that robe and show me your dick, he ordered curtly. Hayden removed his robe. Naked, he looked diffident, almost coy. Ross flicked at Hayden's small, flaccid penis and scoffed. Even if you could get a hard on, that puny thing wouldn't be going up anyone. No wonder your wife needs to screw around with other men. Even before your riding accident, that walnut wouldn't satisfy anyone. Hayden was a really good-looking guy, and he had a fantastic torso with obvious upper-body strength. But it couldn't be denied that his penis was small. Fiona had informed Ross that Hayden had always liked having a smaller-than-average cock, a genuine reason for the more well-endowed men to deride him during sex play. Ross unzipped his fly and pulled out his own much larger cock. Released from its denim jail, at last it sprang rigidly to attention. With a length of around six inches and a circumference of around four, it wasn't painfully large, but certainly large enough. This is a proper dick, Ross stated, and it's going up your wife's cunt. Now spit on it, lick it, make it nice and wet so it slides into a real smooth and easy. Hayden didn't hesitate. He took hold of the pulsating length, spat on the helmet, swirled his tongue around the knob, then sucked Ross's cock into his mouth. This is all you're good for, Ross sneered, holding Hayden's head to guide the pace of the face-fucking. His large balls slapped against the submissive chin and his bulbous cock-crown pushed at his throat. Hayden gagged. I'd make you swallow my spunk, cocksucker, but I'm saving my load for your wife's cunt, Ross said. You're taking way too long, sexy, Fiona called from the bedroom doorway. My pussy's tingling. I need you inside me. Get yourself into that room now. You're going to be needed, Ross told Hayden before going to Fiona. In the bedroom, Ross quickly undressed, throwing his clothes into a messy pile on a tub chair. He fondled and caressed Fiona, falling onto the bed in a horny heap. They kissed, groped, licked, bit, moaned, and indulged in racy and vigorous foreplay. 
They ignored Hayden when he entered the room in his electric wheelchair and positioned himself near the left side of the bed. He had a good view of the salaciousness, his own personal live porn show. Fiona The cuckolding wife was very much aware of her husband watching them intently. He occasionally let out a low, inarticulate murmur or guttural sound as he tweaked and pulled at his nipples, his rapid breathing audible. If he had been capable of an erection, Fiona was sure his prick would have been rigid. She deliberately didn't glance his way, not wanting to give him even the scantiest attention, just yet. Fiona took hold of Ross's wrist, pulling his fingers from her pussy, where they'd been playing long enough to make her soaking wet, and sucked them, tasting her juices on his warm skin. She whispered in his ear, Make him suck your balls. Ross's grin held a malicious glint. He'd told her he liked cuckolding, and his sadistic joy was obvious now. He looked at Hayden. Get up here and suck my balls, he ordered sternly, acting on Fiona's suggestion to involve her husband more actively. Yes, sir, Hayden replied, his tone eager. He was adept at moving himself about, so he swiftly lifted himself from his chair onto the bed and positioned himself between Ross's spread legs, taking one of his testicles into his mouth. He sucked on it loud, slurping sounds and did the same with the other. Ross moaned softly, arching his back. Fiona stretched out beside him, kissing his neck and playing with his chest hair, occasionally proffering her servile husband a smug smile, enjoying his belittlement. I can't wait any longer, Ross. Please just fuck me. Fuck me deep and hard. She got up on all fours and wiggled her ass at him teasingly, invitingly. Don't worry, babe, I'm going to be balls deep in your ass any moment. Ross told her, retrieving a small foil packet and a tube of anal lube from the nightstand. He tossed both to Hayden. You know what to do, needle dick. Hayden eased the latex sheath onto Ross's hard-on, then squeezed a generous amount of lubricant onto his hands and slathered it over the bull's gloved member. That big chunk of trouser meat you're groping is about to be driven into your wife's Ass, Ross growled out coarsely, and you're going to watch from way up close. The bull made sure to position Fiona where her husband could endure and enjoy everything that was about to happen. Ross rubbed his swollen purplish cock helmet in the valley between Fiona's arse cheeks before easing into her arse. She let out a throaty, gargled cry as Ross struggled against the resistance of her sphincter, then plunged deeply into her. He grasped her waist and began to thrust himself in and out, building up to a fast rhythm. The room was filled with an erotic cacophony, grunting, sighing, pleasured profanity, the slap of skin on skin. Fuck, that's good. You're so deep, Fiona moaned. After a generous minute of thrusting and grunting, Ross yanked his cock from her tight hole. Take it off, he ordered Hayden. Hayden fumbled to remove the condom, his hands shaking and his breath ragged. He wrapped the condom in a tissue and dropped it onto the floor. She loved my cock up her arse, didn't she? Loved having a real man to pleasure her for once. Now that I've fucked her arse, 
I'm going to spunk up her pussy. I bet it'll be the best fuck she's ever had, too. Fiona lay down on her back, and Ross leaned down to kiss her before raising her ankles to his shoulders and thrusting into her. She felt as though there wasn't enough oxygen in the room. Her heart raced, her breath quickened, and she felt light-headed. Every muscle tightened. She grasped the bedding beneath her and curled her toes, then suddenly arched her back and let out a high-pitched cry as her orgasm hit. Fiona's muscles clenching his cock so tightly seemed to be the final catalyst for Ross's own climax. He grunted loudly and jettisoned his load into her. He eased out of her pulsating body and flopped down next to her, glancing over at Hayden. Hayden's chest was heaving, his face was flushed, and his eyes were bright. Fiona knew if he had still been capable of ejaculation, he'd have been spewing sticky sex sap then. I just drained my balls into your wife's pussy, Ross grinned smugly. Now, clean us. He thrust his gleaming semi-erect cock into the other man's face. Me first. Hayden sucked Ross's penis into his mouth, licking up the jizz and pussy juice. What's it like tasting your wife's cum on another man's cock? Ross asked. Fiona's never going to taste herself on you, is she? You're just a cocksucker who preps her lovers for her and cleans up the mess after. My turn, Fiona said. Hayden changed positions and licked his wife, flicking his tongue at her still swollen clit then sucking at her pussy lips and sticking his tongue inside of her. After a moment or so, Ross grasped her husband's hair and pulled his head away. You're not needed now. Go away. You're in the spare room tonight, Fiona told Hayden in a soft but mocking voice. And don't you dare turn off the monitor. Hayden. Hayden nodded and after manoeuvring himself from the bed to his wheelchair, rolled out of the room going to the adjacent guest bedroom. As he got into bed, he glanced at the baby monitor on the nightstand. He had no intention of turning it off. He liked being forced to lie there, listening to the superior Alpha Ross and his gorgeous cuckolding wife screwing again, probably into the early hours of the morning. Anticipation caused a wide grin to spread across his face and he settled down. Ross It was a bright, crisp morning with a touch of early frost. Hayden was still asleep when Ross called for a cab. Fiona, clad in a fluffy, lilac-coloured bathrobe, waved him off. He sat in the back seat, looking at the sexy nude pics of Fiona he'd taken that morning. He couldn't wait to show them to Lauren. He grinned at the thought. He would screw his wife while looking at photos of Fiona, taunt her with comments about his new lover's perfect tits and tight, wet pussy, and take a sadistic delight in Lauren's tears of agonised ecstasy. As he rode off, he felt like the luckiest guy in the world, knowing he had a sex life that would make most men green with envy.
right, you guys, we hope you enjoyed today's show. That was Humiliating Hayden, written by Dylan McEwen. Don't forget that the schedule of events for Cuck Week are in the show notes just for you. Follow us at Cuck Week. And also, we would like you to follow these other Cuck Week contributors, Anya of the Sexual Kami Podcast at Goddess122217 and at Cucky122217. We'd also like you to follow Mistress K of HeadstrongHotWife.com at HeadstrongHW. And before we leave, don't forget we are doing audiobook giveaways. Tweet us at the KMQ. Tell us that I heart Insatiable Wives and you will win a free Insatiable Wives audiobook. The first five people to do so. We're only giving away five a day. If you want more sexy stories and would like to support the show, go to Amazon, iTunes, or Audible and search Rose Caraway. Please do remember to leave us a review so that more lurid listeners just like you can find us. Audio production by Big Daddy Dave Caraway. The KMQ would like to thank the following musical artists. Kai Engel, Eno, the little brother, Ryan Little, and the feature credit music by... Josh Woodward. The KMQ introduction music by Fiveage. The Kiss Me Quicks Erotica Podcast is a Stupid Fish production and is brought to you by Tonight She's Yours Cuckold Fantasies. Stupid Fish. There were a few times when I'd be listening to books on tape and I'd be stopped at a stoplight with the top down yeah. and I'd be thinking, uh oh, I if somebody's hearing this, what do they think I'm listening to? <laughs> and and I just hope, you know, somebody hears uh somebody listening to my book read by you and they pull the people over and say, What are you listening to? I want to listen to it too.